You're listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Well, Seth, today we're talking about dating, but before we really jump into this podcast thing, I think we just need to introduce ourselves. So you want to take it off? Yeah. Hey, I'm Seth. Uh, I work with youth pastors. Um, I travel all over and uh, just get to know youth pastors, try to help them have healthy student ministries in their churches. Um, but I'm, I'm married, been married for 10 years, I've got four kids, the oldest being seven and the youngest being 11, 11 months old. Um, I don't sleep a lot. Um, so, uh, this podcast right here, just sitting down and recording this is like a vacation for me. <laughs> That's great. Well, I'm Ryan. I have the privilege of working with college students at a couple universities, uh, here in the state and it's fun. So I'm single 27 and, uh, yeah, so we're on different ends of this conversation. You've been married 10 years and, and I'm single later into my twenties. So there we are. Yeah. It's been a while since I, I, I went on a date that wasn't with my wife. Uh, it, thankfully it's been like 11 and a half years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so speaking of that, yeah. w- when you're looking to date someone, what are you looking for? How do you, how do you kind of define this is the person that I'm looking to date? Man, my answer to that probably changed a lot since I was, uh, actually dating. But back when I was dating, like, man, it was based on attraction. Like, I mean, I'm really like, uh, who this girl is and, uh, she's a lot of fun to be around and she's really, really pretty, you know, like that, that, that was, that was, those are factors for me. And, but it's been a long time and I can look back and reflect on it. And we'll talk more about that later, how my views may have changed since, uh, you know, no longer dating, but being married. But Ryan, you tell us what, what, what narrows the field for you? Yeah, for me, I think later in high school, early in college, it was, are they hot? I mean, that's all I was looking for. But then as I probably wisened up, I, I had these three qualifications, hot, holy, and earning potential. <laughs> I, I mean, because if they make a little bit of money, that just helps, bro. Uh, right. And so hot, holy, earning potential, because let's be real. The first thing you notice about a person is, are they attractive to you? Yeah. And if they weren't, that person was just kind of off the table. Like you were never going to pursue that. Yeah. Uh, I you'll, think especially guys. Yeah, you'll friend zone them at that point. Yeah, you just, you just stick them in the friend zone. And That's so right. uh, are they hot? And then you explore, are, yeah. man, are they where they need to be with Jesus for me to date them? Yeah. And then are they going to make some money? Like what degree plan are they on? Right. Money doesn't buy love. But it buys a lot of stuff that helps out. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. man, it pays a lot of medical bills too. <laughs> Dude, we seem terrible man. right now just talking about this stuff. All yeah. right, so so those are the things you're looking for, and there are different types of dating as you kind of go through this. I mean, a lot of people talk about casual dating, are they committed, or even exclusive dating? You're deeply committed to a particular person. So, do all dating relationships start exclusive? Do they move from casual to exclusive? What What do you think? Well, I mean, dating has just changed so much over the decades. You like, sound like an old I, man. I know. I'm 31. I feel like, uh, it, yeah, I feel like I'm 41 right now or something like that. But anyway, the idea is like. Through your three yeah, decades of experience, dating three has decades. changed. No, but when I talk to my, my mom and dad about dating and then I look at the way I dated, now I look at the way like uh, Generation Z, like this current group of, of young people dates, like it is vastly different. It has changed a lot. And, and I think uh, there's no shame in saying I think casual dating is okay, um, but I think casual dating has a purpose. Uh, like I, 
uh, if we're going to talk about like the types of dating, we got to talk about why are you dating? You know, um, I, my parents grew up in the understanding that if you're dating, you're dating to marry this person. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I didn't grow up that way. I casually dated a lot in high school and, 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 in, and in college. I had some serious relationships in there too, some exclusive dating relationships. But casual dating for me was all about developing some skills about how to have a good relationship with, with someone of the opposite sex because you know we, we grow up with – some of us grow up with friendships with, with only our, our gender. And, and, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball and basketball and my friends were all a bunch of dudes and I, I didn't know how to interact with a whole lot of girls until I started casually dating and developed ways to, to some skills that I would need. Yeah. So in high school, I probably didn't really date a lot and then through college even, but I, I had a buddy who really pinned me down and he said, Hey Ron, what are some of your hobbies? And I had to admit to him that dating for me the last Five or six years has been a hobby of mine. Oh my! My yeah. girlfriend right now calls me a serial dater that I just just dated people just to go on dates, and there's some of that that's okay. You know, you're just yeah. exploring like, is this a person that I think I'm attracted to? And yeah. you know, I went on a lot of first dates that didn't turn into second dates. Yeah, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, this goes from just casually dating to we're a little bit more committed in this thing. Yeah, and and there are a couple of things that help that commitment. You know. The notorious DTR. Oh, I think that's kind of what transitions things from, and this is just casual. We're just hanging out, going on dates. To, oh no, this is leading to something more serious, or we really want to exclusively date one another in that way. So the real question, Ryan, is: is in 2018 exactly how many girls did you date? Uh, was it enough to like fill up Baumwalker Stadium for a Razorback <laughs> baseball game? Or no, I don't think quite that many. Uh, <laughs> but but I don't know the number. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like I had a tally book or anything. Oh no, no, I didn't think that either. But I mean, you you just had you had a lot of first dates, from what I understand. Yeah, I've 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 had my share of first dates. Yeah. So I can tell you how to do it well and how to do it wrong. Yeah. Uh, Well, when we talk about casual dating, though, I think people have this very negative thought about it hmm. um, because they think. they think that you are keeping a tally book or, or you are like, you know, looking to put a notch in your belt. But the idea is uh, casual dating isn't about, uh, if it's done right, it's not, it's done without any physical element at all. Like you didn't kiss her, you didn't kiss him. Uh, you didn't like, you know, get sexual in any realm. Uh, because if you're casually dating, you're trying to do it to interpret, is this someone that I want to become exclusive with? Is this someone I think I could one day marry? Or are we just going on a date to have fun? Are we triple dating, double dating, just to have fun and uh, and develop some skills uh, that I may need to elaborate on? Because uh, you originally yeah, yeah, thought... Tell, tell, me, tell me about these skills yeah, you're talking about that you need to yeah, develop. Yeah, skills aren't like... Uh, so you're talking to, about making out? Like you just yeah, need to learn no, how to make out better? Or? No, man, no. Uh, skills meaning this, uh, how to have a good wholesome relationship with a member of the opposite sex. Um, I, I grew up without any sisters. It was just me, my brother, my mom and dad. And, and so interacting with girls was always awkward. And, and I needed to, to casually go out on double and triple dates with my friends and their girlfriends and, and just take a girl out on a date, have fun. Uh, I, I, you don't kiss her. You don't like, you know, cuddle up on the couch. Like, 
you, you just have a good time learning how to have a conversation with someone, how to have good relationships. So Seth, are you saying you cannot kiss on the first date? That's what you're saying? That's a definitive rule? It is not a definitive rule. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually, uh, there's some qualm in me saying this, but I, my wife and I kissed on the first date. Okay, okay, um, so it happens. <laughs> it does. Now, now, for me, that was just never, it was just never going to be a consideration for me. Yeah. For me, good. Uh, <laughs> you're saying good. I did it wrong, but I got married, so there's that. Um, for me, uh, commitment always preceded intimacy. So I, I wanted to know that I was committed to this person as much for my sake as for theirs before there was any kind of intimacy, even yeah. even kissing. Uh, so that was one of those things for me that first dates were just exploring. Like, are we compatible? Is this going anywhere? Is yeah. she even interesting? When I get up close, is, is she as hot as I thought she was? <laughs> you know? Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, not to, not to belittle yeah. those things, no. but to say, like, you know, you're just exploring things on a first date. Yeah, and I, I think I think that that's what casual dating should be about. It should it should be uh, it should be about getting to know the person uh, in a, on a very superficial level, um, getting to know a little bit deeper into like family and stuff like that. Why? Because you're determining, am I going to date this person for a long time or not? And then when there's some commitment there, it yes. moves more toward exclusive dating. Yes. So there's a, a time where you sit down and you have that conversation. Yes. Are we committed to one another? And then, then you become exclusive in that dating relationship in preparation for something more serious. Yeah. So let me ask this question. There comes a point, even in an exclusive dating relationship, where, man, you just, you're in love with this person. You're making the decision to love yeah. this person. So let me ask this. How, how did you love your wife when she was your girlfriend differently than now that she's your spouse? So how do you love your girlfriend in a way that, leads to, to healthy marriage when there's that moment when it becomes more exclusive in your dating relationship? Well, I, I first want to say that like when you begin to uh, exclusively date, right? Um, when you're exclusively dating, it, it is getting more serious and your, your goal of dating is changing to I'm looking for someone to marry. This might be someone and I want to, I want to determine if this is someone I would like to marry. And and love, what is love? Like, you know, love is, is, is a decision, truthfully. Like, too many times, like, we think love is all about this, like, rainbows and cupcakes I'm feeling. sorry, right now I just have the, what is love? Yeah. Baby, I'm not, not going to sing right now. But, we could. But we I just, got, get through, I just got that just playing yeah. in my head right now. Uh, that's good. Uh, but, but love is, is a decision. Like, it's not rainbows and cupcakes. It, it's, it's waking up every day saying that uh, I care about this person more than I care about myself or as much as I care about myself. And, and, and just serving them and, and looking out for their best interest rather than your best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the opposite of love is selfishness. And, and it's saying that I'm, this person is someone that I'm going to use. So like if you love someone when you're dating them, okay, uh, if you love somebody when you're dating them, then you're not going to uh, selfishly pursue sexual gratification. Um, if you love someone when you're dating them, you're going to protect them actually. You're going to guard and protect them both physically, emotionally, and, and I guess thirdly, spiritually. Because God made us to connect together the emotion, the spirit, and the, and the body. And so when we are in love with somebody and we marry them, God says, unite together, become one. And so when they unite together, it's, it's all three realms. It's emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And so if we're dating somebody and we love them, we're not to unite with them yet. 
And so we actually don't want to push into really deep emotional realms. You don't want to push really deep into spiritual realms. And so, so tell me a little bit yeah. about this because I think that there's an understanding of what physical means. Like yes. we're not having yeah. sex. We're not yeah. going there until we're married. But but what does it mean to to say that we're withholding something even spiritually yeah. until that moment of marriage? Yeah, that's good. Um, when I say withholding spiritually until marriage... I'm talking about taking your conversations or your prayers with that person. Because, hey, yeah, pray with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, pray over dinner. You know, have have conversations about God. You, that's good. We want to know, is this person growing in their faith? But, but when you know those moments where you're bearing your soul to God, man, that's something that, that you don't want to open that realm up too deep in a dating relationship. Hmm. Um because if you open up your soul, your spirit to someone in a really deep and intimate way, you're naturally going to be drawn. And God designed us to be drawn to connect then also at the same time spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. And and so I, I would think that if you open it up to spiritual unity, then in oneness, the way God intended for marriage, then you're opening it up for sex to come into play. And, for and so give us some examples that. of that. So you're saying that, that the person you're seriously dating should not be your accountability partner. That would be a poor choice. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, uh, we've been dating for about three months and I just really need to open up to you about my pornography addiction. Like that would be stupid, you yeah. know? Uh, but if in a serious way, even saying, hey, listen, like, you know, um, I've been just begging God to show me if you're the person I'm supposed to marry or not. Can we pray about that? Gosh, that's so dangerous for a young girl's heart or yeah. for a young man's heart if you're the, you're the female in the relationship. like you and, know. And you're not saying that you should hide things. No. But you're also saying that man, there are other people that you should be accountable to for those things. Absolutely. Like, man, go to your bros with that or yeah. for the girls, go to go to your gal friends with that stuff yeah. and, and talk it out and work through those things uh, between you and God. But you don't have to bring that person into those moments. Not yet. If you truly love them, then you will you will wait until the right moment for it because you're opening up the possibility for heartbreak if you open up spiritually, emotionally, or physically with someone before the timing is right. I had a friend in college who she refused even to pray with her boyfriends uh, because she said, man, this is way too spiritual. Like this is too involved. That's such a special moment that I should should withhold for marriage. Now, I don't think, I think oh. that's an extreme. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad I heard my wife pray before we got married because I wanted to know how deep she was with Jesus. Yeah. You can tell a lot about yeah. somebody by by listening to them talk to God. My girlfriend and I, we, we kind of do the same reading plan just so that we yeah. can say, yeah, this is how we're growing. This is what God's teaching us. But, you know, there are some things that are also reserved for way further along in our relationship than yes. we are even now. Um, that's right. Yeah, and so so talking about that stuff, uh, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let me yeah, ask this question. Uh, so in, in relationships, who pursues who and how does that work? It, I mean, does a guy always have to pursue the girl first? I, I don't think so. I, I think that it's 2019, right? Yeah, dude, it's 2019. It's 2019. Like that stuff's so yeah. 2018. I think that there is nothing wrong with a girl walking up to somebody that she's attracted to and doesn't know yet and saying, hey, my name is this. What's your name? And opening up a conversation, a dialogue that might lead to dating. Um, I don't even have a problem with a girl asking a guy on a date. But what I would just say to any of the ladies out there is, do you really want uh, do you really want to date and one day maybe marry a man 
that isn't bold or courageous enough to ask you out. Yeah. Yeah. I think real men risk rejection. I've got two sisters in college and, and and I just tell them all the time, like, Hey, unless this guy's willing to lay it all out there on the table and, and kind of be courageous in this stuff, he's probably not going to be courageous down the road. That's it. But we say that knowing that girls, sometimes you just have to be forward with your feelings because us guys, we're idiots. Like we're dumb. We just don't pick up on the signals or the cues that they think they give. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen it. She's that, like, I flipped my hair back, so you should have known that I was interested in in you. No, I just thought you had an itch. <laughs> you know? And so I think sometimes that if a girl has feelings, man, just having that bold conversation helps yeah. spur a guy on in some ways. So Absolutely. yeah, a girl should never be ashamed of that. But real men risk rejection. Real men lay it out there. And if the answer is no, they deal with it. Yeah, I, I don't think that a girl asking a guy out is a statement against the girl. It's a statement against the guy. Ooh, wow. You know Dude, what I mean? that burns. Yeah. It, it burns. Yeah, I mean, because you should, you should be bold, man. Girls actually are more attracted to bold men. Yeah. They're more attracted to confident men. And so just, guys, if you're out there and you're listening, be bold. Be confident. Um, you know, show the girl that you're interested enough to ask her out. And if she turns you down, man, like, you know— What's what what's what did you really lose because you were either gonna yeah. do that or be in the friend zone, dude? Friend zone's a dangerous place. Speaking of friend zones, <laughs> we've got this graph that Ryan Scantling here has come up with, and and we will hopefully sh- shoot and film a YouTube video and put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. You want to give us just a little blurb about that, man? Ryan? It just helps you kind of define where your relationships are between the dating zone, friend zone, and. And if your relationship is defined yet, but yes, we will definitely get get to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, so we're talking about dating, who initiates those things. And really, there are a lot of ways that people meet each other now. I think online dating is just taken off. In fact, yeah. our generation, man, it happens incredibly often. Yeah. So how should people feel about online dating? Is it acceptable, appropriate? What do you think, Seth? I, I actually know quite a few people, some that are married today, that that they met on online, whether it was Christian Mingle or some other platform. Um, and I, I think it's perfectly fine for it to start there. But uh, due to one of my friends, one of my wife's friends, uh, having been catfished not once, but twice, right? Two, two times. Twice. By the yes. same person? Different people. Shame <laughs> on you once. Shame <laughs> yeah. on me twice. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That kind of situation. Um, but do that. Like, dating should not only happen online. Listen, if that person lives halfway around the world and you're never going to see them, like, don't consider that dating. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's called a pen pal, you know. <laughs> uh, but have somebody that 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 you eventually are going to meet, get to know, and bring dating back into the the actual one on one face to face realm. It's just healthy. Yeah, and, and be safe about it. I, yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Be safe too. You don't yeah, want yeah, risk danger. Those obvious things. But yeah, I, I think for me, the thought is is isn't isn't all dating anymore online dating? Oh man, that's I good. mean, I can't think of any relationships or conversations where someone. Doesn't Facebook creep that person or check through their Instagram feed? That's right. Uh, you know, so many conversations begin with that DM or, you know, sometimes even Tinder swipes. We don't yeah. suggest Tinder, but but they start that way sometimes. Hey, sometimes. And so just because it begins in that online realm doesn't mean it has to stay there. Like, like let it be one of those things where you meet those people and get to hang out 
in yeah. in a more person to person way. Yeah, it's totally natural for things to just start where you naturally have conversation, right? Where you naturally are going to meet people, and if that's online for you, like man, it's okay, meet somebody online. But uh, you know, I met my wife at church, and and that was naturally where I was looking for someone uh, to date. Was it was within church? I think a lot of people have this understanding that they're going to find the right person. And then fall in love. Yeah, they do. Uh, but, you know, Scripture says something really different in Ephesians 5. I, I mean, it gives us this, this thought that we're supposed to become the right person and then walk in love. That as we become the right person and walk in love, it's not a promise that God's going to put that person in our laps. But it's saying that you don't have to find the person and then fall in love. Fall sounds like a really yeah, dangerous thing. It is. You're supposed to become the right person, imitating God, and then yeah. walk in love. That's it. And we're going to talk about some of that the next couple episodes. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about purity. And, and then even the question, do I have a soulmate? That's a big one. Man, if there's, if soulmates is a real thing, there has to be at least somebody that screwed it up for everybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they married the wrong person and now nobody's going to marry the right person. Like that's the way wow. I see it. Yeah. Wow. It's a chain. The dominoes have fallen. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Man. Well, dude, this has been fun. These kids have seen. This has been fun, uh, man. I'm excited about moving forward, doing this stuff, and uh, just opening some dialogue and some conversations. We've got the opportunity for people to email in, and we'll put that in the show notes also, so that people can get a hold of us, ask questions that we can talk about later. But that wraps it up for this one, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Yep, be back. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.